This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG cast. Boys and girls, non-binaries, children of all ages, another boards games edition of the MFG. I know, I said it wrong on purpose. Hey, you guys. Boards games edition. Board game edition. Or Goonies fans? Yeah. yeah. Hey, you guys. I don't know. That's it. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> this episode, we're going to be doing a review of Lost Cities Roll and Write by Cosmos. Thank you to Cosmos for a review copy of this game so we're going to be taking a look at that little fun game but before that let's talk about what we've been playing recently oh yeah uh we actually (laughs) had taken some time off so we were able to get a few games in that's called vacation we were on vacation kind of it doesn't feel like it's enough it's a staycation i want more i want more i want permanent Permit vacation. Vacation. Yeah. That's called retirement. We're too young for that. <laughs> we are too young for that. But we did get in a few games here and there. One of the ones I really want to talk about right away, just because I'm super psyched about it, is that uh, for uh, podcast old podcast partner Mike's birthday, I grabbed Summer Camp for him by Phil Walker Harding. Or I grabbed it for him. Yes, you did. Just kidding. You did. I'm just you kidding. did the ordering. I presented it to him. It was all around. It was my idea. Good team. It was. It was your idea. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you. And I'm glad you did because I really like this game. It's basically you're just your uh, kids at a summer camp and you're just trying to not ruin the podcast recording. That's a weird theme. (laughs) And you're trying to um, be the first one to make it across this. Uh, kind of like bridge, these bridges, this path, bridges. Two, three paths or whatever. You travel the paths and yeah. cross the bridges. Yep. There's three of them. There's three of them, yep. And then you actually get to do certain activities within the summer camp, and they have different choices. So you use a base box for the, or a base pack for the, um, for the game, and then you can pick out of the three, you can pick three out of the, what is there, like seven-ish? I can't remember. Mm, I think so. Different activity boxes that you could pick. So there's like games and arts and crafts and what are the other ones? I can't. <laughs> I don't know why all of a sudden I can't think of them. We played like a bunch. Camping? Cooking. We are camping. So why would you have camping? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, I thought of C and then it was cooking, it's not cooking. camping. Yeah. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Water sports or something? Water sports. Yep, that's one of them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yeah, these it's kind of a deck building game where you're trying to race to get to the end too. Um, but, but you have certain, each bridge that you hit, all your guys hit on these different activities, you collect 
medals badges, or yeah. badges and awards. Mm-hmm. Did you already say that? Uh, I don't, I don't think I so. I think you did. <laughs> no, I just said they have three bridges. Gotcha. But you collect certain point valued badges if you're first or second or, you know, depending on how many number of players you have. Yeah. And then you collect them and you put them on your player mat and then you just keep going. It's not the first person to reach with one of your people. It yeah. You have to get all three. Three campers. Campers to hit each of these bridges first. And then you get the one badge. So one's like a participation badge. And the next one is like a superstar. All-star. All-star camper camper or something like that. And then the last one is the award for For whatever particular activities Mm -hmm. you've selected to play. Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, that's that's the name of the game. Mm -hmm. Well, that isn't the name of the game. The name of the game is Summer Camp. There is. And I like the little things on the board, too, where like you can pass certain spots on the board and you can draw cards and you can get these little thing called snack bars that give you extra energy to buy cards and stuff like that. And you can um, move an extra space. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a fun little game. I really enjoy oh, it. Oh, and the board is, you can mix up the board too. Oh, yeah. So, so it's so like tiles. little tiles. Yeah. That you can, you build the board however you'd like it. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to think about how you want to put the board together, you just put the pieces together in a, what, a three by four or something? Yeah. It's a three Some, by four or three, three by three. Three by three, three or yeah. something like that grid. And then Oh, that's yeah, it's so a three you, by three because you have the yeah. three pass and you're going, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. for sure. Yeah, so that cool. was a cool game. Yeah, I really like that. What else do we play? Well, we, we played our letter because, you know, we're doing episodes on uh, games that start with the letters of the alphabet. Mm-hmm. In order, so we played more games based on letters of the alphabet. So mm-hmm. more episodes to come on that. We played, I think we can talk to them. Sure. Um, not about the game specifically, but we played Fantastic Factories. We played our first play of Garinto, if that's how you pronounce it. And we played Heroes Wanted, brought that back to the table because we weren't really sure whether we wanted it anymore. Or how we felt about it, because we've had that game for a long time. Mm-hmm. Hasn't hit our table. So we played that also. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk about the games, but I'll kind of talk about a couple of things that came to mind when I was thinking about these games. So, like, Fantastic Factories. Like, I'm really stoked when they, we get the expansions that we grabbed on Kickstarter or that we funded through Kickstarter. Oh, I forgot about that. Those are still shipping to us. So, like, you know, everybody knows, hopefully by now, that... And sadly, by now that the shipping has been kind of a big deal in the gaming industry, and it's been costing companies a lot of money to get things from overseas. So I'm not mad about that. I'm just I'm just excited for when the expansions get to us. Another thing too is that about Heroes Wanted. That was like one of the first big purchases we've had. We had at the first Gen Con we went to. We got we. Were, oh yeah, you went all in on that yeah, sucker. We ended up talk, talking to Travis. Uh, uh, actually, we talked to Nick because Travis did not want to talk to us. Nick wanted to talk to us, so we talked to Nick from Indie Boards and Cards. Oh, that's right. That time, and he was really nice to talk to. And well, really at that time, ta- it was Action Phase Games. Yes, that's true. Too, because that was a while ago. Yeah, and he really, you know, talked me into like wanting this game. And getting that back to the table was kind of like a like 
nostalgia almost. You know, it's like, oh, I kind of remember that we, you know, we interviewed Nick and then we, you know, bought that game. We went all in and bought. I will say it too much. <laughs> we could have just maybe bought the a game. Bought I think the you game. bought everything. Yeah, I think I, we bought everything. Yeah, you, yeah. you, and you weren't you weren't like trying to like get me to not do it either. You were just kind of like, well, you know, should we? Well, Whatever. I knew you really wanted it. <laughs> You're so nice. I did. I knew you really wanted it, and I feel like once you make sometimes, and maybe I'm off base on this, but I feel like. Sometimes when people make a great connection at a convention with a company, mm-hmm. they they want to support them. Yeah. And I felt like even though you got not the best interaction with one of the people from the company, the other one was so great that I feel like your experience wasn't poor. And no. Part of you may have not known it at the time, but wanted to support them. Yeah, for sure. And so you literally were like, take all my money. <laughs> and this was like, uh, I think probably the first day within the first hour of us being at Gen Con. And you were like, here's all of our money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because I think like we definitely learned a lot from that first Gen Con because we spent, I will say it, way too much money on that first oh. convention. Oh, it was so bad. Like, you know, looking at credit card statements and going, wow, we were so dumb. Like It was really like, stupid. We could have just gotten a couple and been done. But no, we got like almost like a whole bed's worth because we ended up taking a picture on our hotel yeah, bed. Yeah, I like, remember that. We're like, holy crap. But, but then the next time we went, we were... We thought we won't do the same thing. Yeah. And we went crazy also. Mm-hmm. But I think crazy in a different way because we knew what what games we wanted. Yes. I think the first year we didn't necessarily know what we wanted. Yeah. But we went crazy, hog wild for some things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but this we one also was but we also did you know, we probably spent a fourth of what we spent in the first one. I feel like. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, exactly. It, I was gonna say we're probably still paying it off, but we aren't. <laughs> we not. are not. No, we're not. No, we live and we learn. Yes, we've gotten better. I feel like even at this last convention we went to, like we we went for the games that we know we would really like, and we really you know focused in on that. And if we got something different. It was because of what you said with, like, the experiences, like, talking to some of the companies and stuff like that. Like, oh, this person's cool. I really want to I really want to support them. them. Yeah. Or, or we went with what other companies were doing to support other companies. So we'd be at a booth, say, or talking to another vendor, and they're like, oh, have you been to so-and-so's booth? That game is really awesome. Yeah. And that says something, yeah. too. Yeah, definitely. And so then we'd have to go over there and check it out because I think that's how we bought Un- Unmatched. Yeah. Because Mike Young from, he was at Plan B Games at the time. Mm-hmm. Now he's at Pandasaurus. Mm-hmm. But he had told us about Unmatched yeah. by Restoration Games. Mm-hmm. And so we had to go check it out. And they only had one Unmatched. They had the base game. Basically. Base game. Yep. The first base game, Volume One. But anyway, yeah, we oh, went on a tangent there. That we did, but I like it because it makes me think like I can't wait to get back to Gen Con once everything 
this whole corona business actually finally gets hopefully gets uh under control and we totally didn't learn our spending during this whole pandemic we didn't but we also didn't go on any like trips or anything like that for the most part so that is true that i can so that say made up for it. exactly you know <clears throat> you gotta you gotta do some other things to keep you happy like again money doesn't create happiness but sometimes having games to play during this whole supporting mess. supporting kickstarters and yep and companies that we love i mean that's the i think sometimes that's the way to do it yes yeah no regrets no regrets should we get on with the review of this i think we should game for sure so we're going to be talking about lost cities roll and write by Reiner Knizia. oh i wanted to say you his did name. okay you can say it nope you already did say his name Oh, say it. No, I'll talk about it later. Okay. I'll, I'll just throw it in there randomly. Oh, can't wait. I can't wait for the Canizia sighting. Yes. Uh, we've got, let's see, let's talk about a little bit more. Illustrations by Bernard Wagenfeld. Graphics by Sensit Communication. This is two to five players, ages eight and up. And I think the playtime kind of varies because it can go very slow at times and it can go very fast at other times, too, just depending upon depending players. Depending on your roles, too. For sure. Yeah, your roles and your players. And if you're slow like Tracy, because she's got to take so much time to figure out oh what she's doing. Oh, my gosh. Shush. <laughs> Rude. I'm out of this podcast. All right. All right goodbye. Bam. Oh, I'm all alone now. <laughs> I was just kidding, but kind of not. I love you. <laughs> podcast over rude uh you can just send me any review copies directly and and totally skirt past Kurt. believe me and believe me people rude. people probably prefer you over me all the time i'm sure probably yep exactly probably. all right so what are we doing what are we doing in this lost cities rolling right we're going on expeditions baby we're doing some rolling. We're doing some. I'm just waiting for you to finish talking. Oh, I thought you you didn't say anything, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm gonna fill in this. You're, you're like just expeditions, baby. I'm just gonna fill in the silence because you're just staring at me like you're an idiot. Okay, hi. Go ahead. What are we doing in Lost Cities? Collecting points. Yep. How are we doing that? Your what is it? Two, three, three dice that have special symbols on them whether it's well they're not symbols they are symbols yes they are symbols with colors sorry the special symbols on them so it could have a red heart it could have a uh, orange circle it could have a purple like a sunburst mm-hmm. you know you get the idea and then there's three ten-sided die mm-hmm. in there also so basically what you're doing is you're rolling the dice. <laughs> I must have die. Whoa. You're rolling the dice and you're looking at them to say, well, on my sheet, because each player has a sheet that they're working off of because it's a roll and write. And you're saying, so do I want to start this expedition? Basically how um, Reiner Knizia... See, I did it. There's a Knizia yeah. sighting. Um, do we need to start a count on how many times we're saying it? No. Oh, we got okay. two at least. Two, okay. So when they reference 
expeditions, each row on the sheet of paper that you're keeping track is a different color on the die. So you have a red expedition, an orange, a yellow, a blue, a green, you know, it goes on and on. And they all have different types of characteristics throughout the expedition, meaning like as you proceed through the expedition, um, you can add an additional value of a die somewhere else, or you can cross off artifacts on the sheet, or did I miss anything? I think those are what you do. But basically, to, to start an expedition, you have two choices. You can either, once the die, why do I keep saying die? <laughs> once the dice are rolled, um, if you want to score your expedition double points, you have to have 10. On the die, it shows as a zero, which is a 10 on a 10-sided die. Mm-hmm. And then all you do is pick that color, whatever color symbol combination, and you say, I'm going to count this orange expedition as double, and you put an X in the orange circle. Yep, there's circles on the bottom to specify whether you're doing doubles or just regular scoring throughout the game. Yep. If you want to score on the orange expedition, but you didn't roll a 10, you can still score on it. You just won't score double. You'd basically draw like a horizontal line through it to indicate that you're going to start with it. Mm -hmm. And then you select a number that was rolled. Mm -hmm. So if you rolled a lower number, that's probably a better way to start an expedition. Because if you start with like an eight then you can't go much higher because you're you want to start with the lowest numbers and proceed up. Yeah, so you're going in ascending order and because it's a 10-sided die, you can only go numbers 1 through 10, so you have to kind of play the strategy of what do I want to put there? So like uh 1 through 3 might be a good place to start off with if you can do that, but later on, you might not have very many, much choice, so you might have to put higher numbers there and proceed up. But again, you can't go any higher than 10. What's nice is that, yes, you're going ascending numbers, but let's say you put a 1 there, and you want to put a one, another 1 in that same expedition row, you can. Yeah. So you can't go back down, but you can always go to the number you place there or up. And you don't have to go to the number directly above it. You can go two above it. You can go six numbers above it. Mm-hmm. But you can al- But you always have to play that number or above yep. in the expedition. Mm-hmm. And then as you're going through, like I said, on the expedition, there's things that you encounter. So if you encounter a square where it has an artifact, you cross it off in the section of your sheet next to it. And then once you cross off a certain amount of artifacts, you get a certain, you get end game points. So if you end up crossing off all the artifacts by the end of this, the game, then you actually score, I think, 100 points. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Well, no. Are you talking about the artifacts? Yeah. Yes. Yep. 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 100. Yep. You're right. I'm yep. sorry. And then there's a spot that they call the bridge. Mm-hmm. where it's like probably I would say two-thirds of the way up the expedition that if you get past that point, 
and you're the first one, or if there's multiple of you on that same turn that get past that bridge, then you score an additional 20 bonus points for getting past that point, meaning you did an awesome job. Mm-hmm. And you've gotten past that point of the bridge, and you can circle that 20 section. Yep. And you score the bonus points at the end of the game. If for some reason only one person has scored the bonus points on that colored expedition, then everybody else puts like a horizontal line in just so they know they can't collect it later because it's already been done. Yep. So like there's nine spots in each expedition. And then after once you go above that sixth spot into the seventh spot, that's when you would collect the bonus 20 bridge if you did it on that turn or if you did it on the same turn as everybody else. Unless you had that crossed off, of course, then you can't get the points. Yep. So what is, what's interesting and cool is that the first player will roll, or a player will roll, and then they'll get to decide what two dice they'll pick. So they pick one of the colored die that has... Um, the shape on it, and then they'll pick one of the number die that they want. They don't have to take anything, and if they choose not to take anything, they they call it refusing. Yep. And there's a column on the the their sheet that they cross off, and then all the dice go to the rest of the players to be able to basically free for all select which color die and what number die they want. But if that player selects a color die and a number die, they're the only ones that can use that one. The one that's rolling. Yes, the one that's rolling. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the dice can be used by the rest of the players. Yep, shares these. Yep. And then play continues to go on like that. But if at any time, even if those other dice go to the other players and they don't want to use it, they can also refuse. But then they have to cross off on their sheet that they refuse those also. There are point values along the refuse line too that are negative. So it's okay for you to cross off because then you're not going to score negative points at the end. Mm-hmm. But once you get to a certain point, if you if you stop crossing off, you actually will end up scoring like 70 points. Yeah, 70 is the highest you can get. But what happens when you get to the top? You lose all your points. Yeah, you get nothing, which is sucky, but it gonna happen oh well it most of the time it happens i shouldn't say it it yeah it does so so that can happen but what can trigger game end is if all players end up refusing all of their roles and cross off that whole section for refusal so even if you end up crossing off all of them and you you don't have to stop playing the game no you can continue to play and you can continue to refuse, too. Yep, you can continue to refuse. So somebody keeps rolling junk and it really won't work on your sheet, you can still do that. That would trigger game end for everybody if they all refuse. Yeah, if they if you have all of the refusals scratched up at the top. Yep. Um, another game end trigger would be if all of those bridges or those bonus points that we were talking about across the sheets, if those are all accounted for. So let's say Kirk got three, I got four. I don't know if there's seven of them. 
<laughs> I can't but remember. I however like, many there are, yeah, if they're all accounted for, the game ends. Yep, yep. And, it's and not, it ends immediately. Yep, and it's not just by one person. It's by, you know, whichever, you know, once all of those are circled up, then then the game would be triggered. The game end would be triggered. Well, and it can't be ended by one person because once one person gets it, the other one has to cross it off. Yeah, that's true. Yep. That's true. So those that's game end. Then how do we score? So how you score then is there's little boxes up on the top of the sheets of paper that you look at each of your expedition columns and you say, okay, so did I decide to score this with single points or did I decide to score this with double points? Mm -hmm. And then you look and see. What's interesting about it is that the littler amount of numbers that you put on an expedition, let's say you only put two numbers on one expedition, you're going to start scoring negative points. Yep. So I think it starts with like negative 30 points and then it moves up to negative 15 and negative five, five or something yeah, like yeah. that. So if you select double, you're doubling your negative points yeah. if you can't get past that. And then as you go up, they start going in the positive, And then if you're doubling, you're doubling the score of that. And so you're going to put your score on each of your expeditions in there. And then you look at that artifact row and you're going to score based on how many you cross off. I think that you can score negative on that one too. Yep. If you don't cross off artifacts, yep. then you look at your refusal roll mm-hmm. and you score on that. So like we said before, you can score negative on that. Yep. And you don't score doubles on the artifacts and the refusals. That's just kind of an extra thing on the other side. So. Yep. There's no spot for you yep. to even do that. Yep. Then there's a square in the upper right-hand corner where you add up or total up all of your bonuses. So anything where you would have been the first one to cross the bridge on any of your expeditions on the artifacts track or on the reroll track. The refusal. Or refusal. Yeah, refusal. Well, refusal, reroll. You refuse to... uh, No, it's not reroll. Yeah, it's not (laughs) reroll. It starts with an R. And then you add them up and you put them in that box. And then you add up all those points and you put them in the bottom next to your name on the thing. And then you realize that you're really close to the score of the person that's sitting right next to you during this podcast because that's what happened. <laughs> For sure. And I think on the I think in the event of a tie, I think it's whoever had the most bridges, if I'm not mistaken, get gets I the don't, victory on. I don't think we ever had that. No, we never did because we always Because got... the last few times we played it was I won by ten, you won by ten. Oh, actually it there if you are tied, then you all win. Yay, everybody wins. I don't like shared victories. I don't. <laughs> I like sharing. I don't like shared victories, though. Unless they're shared victories on the baseball field or. Oh, shut up. Just kidding. Uh... Yeah, so, yeah, so that's the Lost Cities rolling right. But, yeah, I really like this game. I think that having the Lost Cities theme on it. I mean, you could put. I literally think you could put just about any theme on it. It's kind of just there, which it's fine. It's not. I don't think it's a positive or a negative on it. Nope. But just the way that Reiner Knizia, number three. Dang it! I was uh, going to try to <laughs> shove his name in there, and I didn't want to interrupt uh, you. You missed it. 
yeah, uh, he just it's just a I don't know, just another great game by him. It's really simple, really easy to play. Addicting. Addicting is all heck. You can play multiple games for the most part because they go pretty fast. We even played with Logan, and Logan enjoyed it. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's a, just another nice roll and write that uh, I there's really no negatives. Like, I don't really see any negatives in it, you know? Well, there are negatives in it. Oh, ho! All right, this is when I left the <laughs> podcast. But uh, no, I re- no, I really dig it. It's again, it's trying to the race of like trying to think like, okay, do I want to start with a five already to get up to the top of these? You know, which color do I pick? Because we haven't really been rolling oranges, so you know, do I want to take this orange now or do I want to wait for later? Do I want to do all these refusals and, you know, make the game possibly go quicker? Like, I I played a couple of strategies where, like, I think the last game that me and you played, I was like, you know what? I don't even care. I'm just refusing everything I don't like. And I ended up doing pretty decently, but... See, and my, my theory when we played the last time was to just... I didn't care if I bopped. Well, I cared. It annoyed me. But if I had a gap of four or five numbers in between, so if I went from a two to a six, I cringed, but I knew that I didn't want to use a refusal and I wanted to try to get 70 points on them. So I think the last game, what did I get? 70 points on that, 100 on the artifacts, a couple double scored uh expeditions and i think i smoked you on the last one didn't i i don't know I, okay you're not gonna I, admit it I, I kept it out of my brain oh then i must have beat him yeah you must have but yes like like you said i we'd finish it and then i would say to kurt can we play it again <laughs> can we can we play this again but i like well okay i love playing games like this yeah a lot of strategy when it comes to do you want to refuse it do you want to play it what's going to happen next Mm -hmm. it may not be for those that don't like the unknowns of the roles yeah and then those people are silly (laughs) it's funny that you say that because even though this is a roll and write and there's the unknowns of the roles like even if you roll crappy for yourself, you could roll crappy for everyone else too. So everybody's in the same boat. Oh yeah. So, so you could, or if you roll good, it could be like, okay, I just rolled all ones, and now everybody could put a one on the board, and you know, get a little closer to playing it a little bit better than well before. You know. But I think the nice part about it too is the fact that you can see everybody else's uh, sheet. Uh huh. So you can make a move. Well, there are times where you can make several moves, but you could select a move that you know is going to just hose up somebody else. For sure. Which we both were doing that. And then you make somebody refuse something or do something that they totally don't want to do. Yeah. Which I think is kind of fun, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. It kind of adds that different element to the game. Yeah, for sure. And and, And even though, like, this has the 
theme of Lost Cities. Like we we haven't even played the original Lost Cities by nope. Reiner Knizia, number four. Um, but I'm kind of excited. I would actually be kind of excited to play it just to see what the original version brings. I've heard that game by Reiner Knizia <laughs> is a good one. Number five. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe that's something we see. I had one more thought. What What do you think it was? I don't know. Was it about the rolling? Was it about the the artifacts? Was it about the double points? Was it about... Mm, nope, I got mm, nothing. Okay, fun. Cool. <laughs> cool. Okay, well, I feel like we've talked a bit about this game and how much we liked it. So let's rate it. We have our MFGCast ratings system. I was going to try to say Reiner Knizia again. <laughs> I was no. going to say, so let's read this Reiner Knizia game. You did. That's number seven. So we have I our it was ratings. Six. Nope, because you said it twice. You just, I was <laughs> going to say you didn't announce it. So. <laughs> All right. So we've got our rating scale. We've got Collection Keeper. It means that we want to have in our collection, we want to play it a bunch. We have the fair player. It's going to be one that we have in our collection, and we're going to play a decent amount. It's probably going to not going to be the first one we pick, but we'd probably pick it more often than not. We have the overlooked, the sad overlooked, that you go and you see these other games, and you're like, you know what? I think I would rather play another game than this game. And then we have the unfortunate passer. It's just something that's just not our bag. That was the tiny violin that was out of tune. Nice. Good job. <laughs> Reiner Knizia eight. So let's uh let's what talk. Did we eat? <laughs> what Lost did we eat? Uh, probably. Just kidding. So yeah. So what do you rate this, Tracy? Well I hated it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you didn't. I know I didn't. I would rate this as a collection keeper. Nice. What do you say that? I say it because as we're sitting here talking about it, like I want to play it again. Mm, nice. The only thing I wish is that it had a solo play, hmm. which is funny for me to say because I'm not a big solo game player. Yeah. But. You know who should get on that? Brian Knizia and I. Go ahead. <laughs> that would be very nice. Would be. So that would be my only thing that I would really like to see is a solo player variant for this game. And that would be awesome. Yeah. And maybe cool. I can somehow. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how you would do a solo. Uh, I'm sure there's a way to do it. Maybe you could think of a way. Maybe I could just play two players. Maybe you could. An AI and a... Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But I think it's a collection keeper because... I feel like what makes a collection keeper is a game that when you see it, you just want to play it yep, for again. Sure. And mm -hmm. we have it sitting out after playing it, and I walk by it, and I'll go, ooh, I want to play that, you know? And then I think, ooh, I could introduce that game to so-and-so or whatever. And I feel like that makes a good game. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's an easy game to introduce to somebody else. I don't feel like there's too many elements to make it confusing, but enough to make it where somebody has to think about it. For sure. And so I feel like it would be one that 
could be a good filler-ish game, mm-hmm. meaning like 30 minutes. Yep. Depending on how many people, how many poor rolls you have. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> things like that. But that's just what I think. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I would also call it a collection keeper. Um, I think it's just one of those that it, again, it's just when you play it after you're done, you're like, oh, I'll play this again. And then you score crappy and you're like, I'm going to play again. I'm going to do better. And then I even told Tracy, like, um, sometimes with games, like when I play a game, I want to play a different strategy, but I won't do it. This one, I'm like, ooh, let's try this strategy. And I did. And it just, you know, it, when it, has that replayability and it challenges you to do other things i think that says a lot you know and i think the same is true as like when you when I, we would see it sitting on our table or whatever, like oh you should play ahead again and it's quick and easy can definitely do that so yeah that's what we think about the game uh, it's another home run by Ryder Canizia. Oh, and... I think that's 11. <laughs> no. Or is it because we... We said it at the same time. Uh, There's no way. Darn it. There's no way. It's we shouldn't be married that long. And then we wouldn't... <laughs> wow, co- what? Well, we shouldn't it... be married that long. Well, then we could Sad. have coordinated it. We could have staggered our Ryder Canizia's That's 11. true, 11. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, again, another home run. By Cosmos and that other person. And, uh, yeah. That thank, other person. <laughs> thank you to Cosmos for letting us have a review copy of this. Yeah. It was very appreciated. We always really dig playing Cosmos' games. It's just, I don't know. I, I haven't seen a dud yet, so I'm really excited to play anything that they're willing to let us try out. So thanks again. Yeah. What do you, have you guys played? Has, have any, has anyone, let's try it that way. Has anyone tried the Lost Cities, the original game, or have you tried the roll and write? Let us know at MFGCast or at Mrs. Aug on Twitter. If you want to reach us, uh, or if you want to follow us on Instagram, you got KT Amuler, that's me on Twitter. You've got Tracy Amuler on Twitter, A-U-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. I almost misspelled my last name that I've had since birth. Cool. Life is hard. It is. But, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so, again, really like, thank you again for listening to another episode. <laughs> There's no one there anymore. Of the MFG cast. And as always, I am Kurt. <laughs> and I am Tracy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Reiner Knizia, 12. See ya. Bye, Reiner Knizia. <laughs> 13. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.